0: Let us pray, Lord. May the words of my lips and the meditations of our hearts and the choices of our will always be acceptable in your sight, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I don't know about you, but I, I'm uh, kind of tired out from watching football yesterday. I don't know how people watched how much you watch, but it's just like just tiring, just being you know sitting on the couch and. You know, surfing the channels, and it's all rather tiring. I don't know how the football players feel, but I'm tired. I'm sorry about LSU, John. Sorry. Yeah, let's look at the gospel reading today, if you would. You know, when we read the gospel, sometimes people will uh, touch their forehead and their mouth and their heart, and pray when they do that, God be in my head and in my thinking. God be in my mouth and in my speaking, God be in my heart and in my loving. Now, of course, we don't just touch it. We make the sign of the cross, that the cross would affect how we think. The cross would affect what we say, and the cross would affect what we love. So if you would turn to your gospel, the gospel reading for today on page six, and just see what's there it be so large crowds are following maybe it's the cheering section just kind of looking in like i was with football seeing what's happening with no kind of real investment in it so they were intrigued uh interested but as one commentator said it seemed like they had maybe an uncomprehending enthusiasm so jesus turns to them it says it kind of points out he turned to them he said gets your attention see if this gets your attention Whoever comes to me and does not hate his father and his mother, his wife and children, brothers and sisters, and yes, even life itself cannot be my disciple. Has that got your attention? I mean, it seems, it seems ridiculous and ludicrous. And Jesus, did you say this? It doesn't seem to fit in with what we know of Jesus. So we need to read it in context. In the terms of a gospel, where Jesus said love your enemies where Jesus chastised the religious leaders when they abdicated their responsibility to their parents claiming that they said some kind of significant religious word you can read about it in Mark 7 they would say korban that means anything I owe to you as my mother and father I now just give to God Jesus said that's wrong Talks all about love. And before this passage, if you read these two chapters of Luke, it talks about God inviting us to a meal, welcoming us, including us. And then in chapter 15, which will begin next week, God shows us that He is a God that when we wander away, when we have fallen short, when we become lost, He will go and find us. So it's not like this line in the sand where if you can't measure up, I want nothing to do with you. Sort of like football coaches that I saw yesterday talking to the college kids. If you don't want to play football, find another school. It's not like that. But I think what he's getting, it certainly got, his, got the attention, got my attention. What do you mean, Jesus? But I think it means that if you enter into a relationship of love with me, begin to understand and accept my love for you Begin to appropriate that love so it can influence your love of others and your family and your friends and your neighbors. That in comparison, it will be so much better than the love you could do on your own that it's almost as if you hated them. That's all right. You know, the Semitics had this way of kind of exaggerating and going to extremes. So rather than say, well, I prefer that to that. They would say, I love that. I hate that. Teenagers do that, don't they? And so we get caught up in love. And what we love is meant to define us, not what we hate. Okay, let's move on to the next verse. So that's what I think of verse 26. Verse 27. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. When a lot of us sort of wear the cross around our neck, but sometimes we're so accustomed to it, we're so sort of uh, used to it, that we forget that it was a sign of God's sacrificial love. And that he calls us to that life of love as well. Are we prepared to wear the cross, to respond to the challenge, to take up even to the point of death? Baptism, of course, the entry into the church, is a sign, liturgically, symbolically, being drowned, a drowning, putting to death the old life, that drastic measure. But we do so with an anticipation and a faith and trust that we will be raised to new life, the resurrected life, and share that life with Christ, available to us, so that we have the power to be generous, to forgive, to resist temptation, to think more clearly. And so, yes, we do. Jesus repeats, cannot be my disciple. It is a radical call to discipleship. And then in verse 28 to 32, he calls us to use our mind, to think. Think it through. If you're building a tower or going to war, you'd sit down and think it through, right? Well, he expects no less with our discipleship. I was watching football the other day, and I thought this is a good illustration, you know, when the kickoff happens and that guy's caught the ball and he looks upfield, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna call a fair catch? Am I gonna take a knee in the end zone? Or am I gonna go for it? And he's looking down there and he's thinking, and what should I do? I've heard that they've changed the uh, touchback rule so that if you do touchback in the end zone, it's now you get to be 25 yards out rather than 20 yards out because most of the concussions in football happen in the kickoff return. So. I thought that was a good illustration of thinking before acting. Are we thinking through the lens of the cross? Is this what I want to do? Because sometimes we wander around in our own agenda, not really thinking where this is going to lead. And we need to sit down and say, where do I want to end up? Do I want to end up according to my own power and my own wisdom, my own ability to love others? Or do I want to follow Jesus and be with him? And receive from him the power and the grace week by week to do what he calls me to do. And verse 32. If he cannot, uh, sorry, verse 33. So therefore none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. Wow. It's like, this is a hard passage, right? And it's interesting, you know, we're so willing to receive all the good things God has for me. Just... Bring on the blessings, Lord. Bring them on. But am I willing then to take that blessing and share it with others? Are my hands open to share, to be generous? Or does my identity become wrapped up in the possessions I have been given? I'm very materialistic. And I think one of the uh, dynamics of the Episcopal Church is a sacramental understanding that the world we touch and feel is real, is given by God. But we also recognize that it's very easy to draw us away from God, that we become our identity in that rather than our generosity. And I just, I'm so proud of St. Francis. I think we're really pushing the envelope of trying to, to give, to be willing to open our hands. God, you've blessed me with this. I'm willing to share it. I'm willing to receive from you in exchange for sitting light to my possessions, to receive from you a joy and a peace and a delight in this life. And what better example than our patron, St. Francis, who lived a life of joyful, abandoned obedience, just wanted to do what Jesus would want him to do, to give, to share, to renounce, all for the sake of focusing on Christ. And not that he calls us to give it up, But all those things on the periphery, he will help us to understand how to appreciate and how to be in relationship with our possessions, our family, and our life. So may God give us grace. What has brought you to faith? And what might be getting in the way of your discipleship or your joyful allegiance to the Lord Jesus? It's not so much about what we hate, it's about what we love. It's not what we have, but what we're sitting light to. And so may we who dare to call Jesus our Lord and carry the cross, may we who dare to use Francis as our patron, also live a life of joyful, abandoned obedience. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.